Season 5, Episode 8. Yes, the weekend is here. The weekend episode is here. Will Poncho be here? Well, you'll just have to listen to find out. You know, Poncho was away. My insane Florida nephew, Pancho Guerrero, was away last week because, you know, they've got this new Panchito, and uh, they're adjusting their life to a new level of insanity. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so, the question is, has he survived? And the second question is, what about Panchito number one? How is Panchito number one uh, reacting to Panchito number two? And in the middle of all this, how's Mrs. Pancho? Uh, well, we might get the full details. That, and of course, the usual fare of stupidity. He's given a piece of his mind to so many people, it's a wonder he's got a mind left. It's insane Eric Lane's stupid world. voice of sanity in our insane world, or a voice of stupidity in our intellectual world, here's the host of this stupid world, Eric Lane. And I'm insane Eric Lane, welcome to my stupid world, pull up a chair, buckle your seatbelt, mmm, yes, because we have got some five-star stupidity here for you for this weekend episode. Don't know if I'm going to be able to get a hold of my insane Florida nephew for the next segment, so we'll see what happens there. He may still be on the insane wheel uh, taking care of a new Panchito. Uh, so, but uh, if he's going to be with us, he'll give us all the uh, statistics on the new, uh, the new, the new bouncing baby boy that uh, they've got this and uh, the fun of getting to be baby parents all over again. But nevertheless... We've got plenty of stupidity to make it through the weekend episode, so I hope you're going to share this with somebody because, look, there's somebody out there that's dying for some stupidity. They don't have enough stupidity in their life, so go on ahead and share the podcast with them. And uh, if you really think this is a stupid podcast, I hope you will say so by giving it a five-star rating and write a really stupid review. You know, that's what this is all about. Don't be afraid of making it too stupid because... I just might use your um, comments on an upcoming episode, okay? Don't forget, download the podcast if you're in the crappy, you know, areas of Wi-Fi or cell coverage. If you download it, it's on your podcast player and you don't have to worry about it. No buffering, no dropouts or anything like that. And by the way, if you have a podcast player and you want a better podcast player, you can try the free Podcast Addict app. I use that. Love it. They actually have two paid versions if you want. One is like a one-time paid version. One is an ongoing, like a monthly paid version. And of course, each time you do pay something, you get a little more features. But frankly, if you do the free version, it's pretty cool anyway. And besides this weekend episode, you know there is the midweek episode that comes out every Wednesday. So you got plenty of stupidity to keep yourself busy. And who better off to you know, start off this episode with stupidity is uh, the stupid names Elon Musk picks for his kids. Now, Obviously, Panchito number two is not the name of the new baby from my insane Florida nephew, but I can tell you this, uh, Pancho Guero did not name his kid Techno Mechanicus. 
That's for sure. Yes, that's right. Elon Musk, the uh, ex and Tesla chief, had has has had a third child with Singer Grimes. Yeah, he just confirmed that. Techno Mechanicus. Wow. That news was published by the New York Times in a book review for Musk's soon-to-be-published biography called Elon Musk. Now, the former couple affectionately called the child Tao, uh, but not much is known about the kid or even when it was born. Musk and Grimes have two other kids together, a one-year-old daughter, Exa Dark Sidrail, and a three-year-old son, XAEA-12. <laughs> Musk has got 11 kids overall. Thanks to Elon's new invention, though, I think we might be able to read the new baby's thoughts now with this new modern technology. So let's just see what this new uh, baby Techno Mechanicus is thinking right now. I am Techno Mechanicus, son of Elon Muskimus, inventor of Tesla Mechanicus. He and my mother are not matrimonious. One thing is for certain. My name is ridiculous. Of course, a lot of people have been wondering if Elon if he had fathered a kid or did he father a transformer? <laughs> well, Elon's 11 kids. I guess that all makes sense, you know, if he's trying to keep pace with Nick Cannon or something. I don't know. But maybe if you want your family to be more like the billionaire's kids, you know, maybe you kind of envy Elon for all of his uh, kids and their unique names. Well, then you need to get this app. Are you searching for a futuristic-sounding, nonsensical name for your new baby? Then download Baby X, Elon Musk's new baby name generator. We wanted our baby to have a unique name. Baby X generated the name IZOD5 Roboblox, and it fits our beautiful daughter perfectly. Elon Musk named his new baby Tau Techno Mechanicus, and now he'll help you. Aww, we just brought home little Machina dollar sign porta pot. Download Baby X within the next 69 seconds and receive Elon's dog name generator free. Here, Techie Moon Staple Square Root of Seven. Here, boy. I guarantee you'll love Elon Musk's Baby X name generator, or my name isn't Transducerama Skid Marquee Fader Tape Guardrail Hypertanic Structure Bend Flonase. Download it today. Wonder if Pancho Guero can use that app to come up with some new names for their future kids. <laughs> uh, we'll see. Well, one name I'm going to give this clueless woman <clears throat> is stupid. Uh, I, you know, I love the story. And really, when you stop and think about it, um, after I read the story, I thought it would be really great if I could park traffic like the Red Sea as I go to work, right? I can make it there in half the time. Well, it was actually happening for this stupid woman in Utah, but she didn't know why. The lady in Salt Lake City was just driving around in her new black Dodge Charger that she recently bought. It was apparently used, but people in front of her kept pulling over and letting her pass. She had no idea why. Then she saw a photo that was released by the Salt Lake City Police. Turns out that the car was modified. It had fog lights, right? But the fog lights could flash any color you wanted. And whoever owned the car before her, they had them set to red and blue. So it kind of looked like an unmarked cop car. She could have actually faced some charges for impersonating an officer, but... She actually turned herself in. Cops determined it was just an innocent mistake. But here is the SLCPD public information officer, Brent Weisberg, talking about this whole stupid incident. Just the 
way the vehicle appeared, it looked suspicious to this individual. So they took a photo of the car and they called 911 to report the suspicious circumstance. Oh, by the way, she's already had those lights removed. Might want to check into things like that, you know, whenever you buy that used car, you know? Yeah, cool fog lights. Hmm, wrong color though. Well, drivers on a stretch of highway in Jacksonville, Florida, they reported not a, um, a car with red and blue flashing lights. No, they reported a mysterious 20-mile-long yellow line weaving through the lanes. And officials are still trying to figure out exactly its origins. They have some ideas. Yeah, well, here's Florida's Department of Transportation Community Outreach Manager Hampton Ray on the plan to try to fix this. I don't believe that anybody has taken responsibility for it yet, but we're gonna work with whoever we can to make sure that that's identified. We are gonna have an operation where we take a street sweeper affixed with a wired brush, and we will be going and uh, doing our best to dislodge some of the yellow paint from the roadway. We do not expect this to be the uh, end-all solution. But this yellow line was discovered on a 23-mile stretch of southbound I-95. It started at the Acosta Bridge and it ended at the St. Johns County Road 210 in St. Augustine, which is right around where my insane Florida nephew lives. wonder if he saw the line. I'll have to ask him. But reporters did find uh, what appeared to be paint in the parking lot, but the company hasn't admitted to causing the line. Drivers said that this yellow line, which usually would denote a barrier uh, for vehicles where they're not supposed to cross, this just weaves in and out of lanes. And, and in fact, uh, Richard Campbell tells First Coast News you couldn't not notice the, the line. It's, it was pretty obvious. Some travelers even raised concern about safety. Well, Florida Department of Transportation officials said they think the line might be a result of paint just spilling from a truck, but they've yet to identify the actual source. Now, FDOT officials actually had to warn operators of those self-driving vehicles. You better switch that feature off if you're in the area. We wouldn't want to confuse your car. Yeah, that could be disastrous. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe, um, uh, maybe they'll figure out the cause. But yeah, a lot of crazy stuff happening right there in Jacksonville, Florida. Crazy stuff at McDonald's. Remember going to McDonald's as a kid? You go to the soda fountain and mix a whole bunch of flavors together to create a suicide. I used to do that all the time. I love making suicides, you know? Some call it swamp water, a graveyard, sewage, a pop bomb, a hurricane, whatever you want to call it. Well, McDonald's is going to call it extinct. They're getting rid of their self-serve drink stations. Yeah, they're transitioning to a system where the employees will fill all your cups. Now, now they're not going to take away the free refills, but they do think that this new system will cut back on theft and be a bit more of a hygienic option, especially in a post-COVID world. But uh, the biggest factor is, well, frankly, they're just not necessary. See, fewer people are actually eating inside the fast food restaurants nowadays. More folks are ordering for pickup through the app or for delivery through the third-party service like, you know, Grubhub. But in most cases of these cases, employees already fill the cups to start with, just like they would for drive-through orders. Now, in case you didn't know, Chick-fil-A already does this. You notice the Chick-fil-A's don't have the soda fountains that you you go back up and interact with the person at the desk and they fill it for you. 
Now, look, the change at McDonald's, though, won't be happening overnight. In fact, the shift is actually going to be pretty slow over the next 10 years, actually, as the different restaurants get updated. So, yeah, pretty soon you'll not even realize they're gone. Well, have you ever noticed uh, how folks act out on random people online or maybe act out in real life? And then maybe they have a sudden epiphany and realize that, well, somebody you knew was watching? Yeah, well, here's an extreme version of that. A 40-year-old anger ball in Florida, his name is Armando Maciante, or Maciate. He was arrested because he chased down a group of teens and pointed a gun at them. Now, I'm not real sure what set Armando off, but it was apparently that some kind of a road rage, road rage incident or something because he aggressively chased their car in his truck and forced them to turn down a dead-end street, then confronted them with his, wep with his weapon. That's when Armando noticed one of the kids was his neighbor from across the street. Ooh, gee, Mr. Maciate, hi, what's the matter? See, the kids, um, you know, were all in this truck together, um, probably driving to school. Well, when Mr. Maciate realized who was in the vehicle, he kind of cooled off and says, oh, uh, uh, my bad, bro. Went back to the truck and drove away. Well, they didn't stop there. When the kids got to school, they reported the altercation to the cops. Now, Armando is facing charges of resisting officers and aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. And even some of the kids' parents are pressing charges. Yikes. Don't think he's a very neighborly neighbor, you know? Well... Speaking of pointing at guns at people, I mean, you can get in trouble for that kind of thing, right? But how do you know if you're pointing a gun or just pointing at somebody? Especially if you're six years old. Yeah, you kind of might have an idea where this is going. There was an Alabama six-year-old that got suspended from school for playing with another student by pointing their fingers at each other like they were a gun. Yep, the dad got a call from the son's school said, come pick up your kid because he's been suspended. What? He's six years old. What did he do? Oh, he and the other boy were playing with uh, each other and using their index fingers as a gun. Yeah. <laughs> the boy was given a class three violation. By the way, that violation is given to students who actually bring real guns to school. <laughs> the father was initially told his son would be barred from school grounds until they attended a hearing. <laughs> Did I tell you the kid was six years old? The assistant principal said that what the boy did was outlined in the Jefferson County Student Handbook as a violation, but he went looking through it himself and said he couldn't find anything that was even remotely similar to what his son did. So he asked for more clarification. Well, somehow maybe another student could not have realized that they were playing and had gotten scared. Oh, dear. You scared other other students. Whatever happened to bringing spiders to school and scaring all the girls? Well, the assistant principal called back later and said, after consideration, we've decided to drop this to a level two, a lesser punishment. Well, bully for you, bozo. 
a class two violation actually will still stay on his son's record. Can you imagine the kid going for a job at 18? Well, I see when you're six years old, you uh, pointed your finger at kids thinking it was a gun. Hmm, we better reconsider this employment here, huh? Dad believes the situation probably could have been handled a bit differently. Frankly, it could have been handled a lot differently. I think it's about time we looked at uh, private schools or charter schools, possibly maybe even home schools. Now you see why this is becoming more popular. I mean, really, the principal acted like a monkey, a big orangutan, you know, just threw the kid out of school like he would be throwing out a possum from a zoo, which is exactly what happened in Australia. Yeah, this orangutan horrified the visitors, brutally evicting a possum, launched it from the top of his enclosure after the wily pest had invaded his space. The viral video shows the critter hurling through the air and vanishing from view after being pitched from a tall metal tower at the Perth Zoo on Australia's west coast. Several people can be heard screaming in the background with one exclaiming, Oh my God! That poor possum! Yeah, the primate then emerges from the enclosure as if to try to check where the airborne possum had landed. When asked about what had happened to the unfortunate marsupial, a Perth Zoo official told Yahoo News Australia, mm, I would presume it did not survive the fall. Obviously, the loss of any living creature saddens us, but also its nature playing out. Yeah, unfortunately, nature is not very politically correct. Neither is nature very woke either. Yeah, the zoo's board of directors think that this probably could be a good fundraiser for the zoo, actually. And I hear they may have started to plan for an annual orangutan possum pitch competition for the next year. Who knows? Of course, if I'm not mistaken, I think possum pitching is a league sport in Arkansas. <sighs> well, uh, as far as pitching possums, we're going to, um, how about flooding the roads, the streets with wine? Yeah, they sure kept that wine flowing here. Locals in this small town of a coastal Portugal village was stunned when a river of red wine began flowing through their streets because two tanks that were owned by the La Vira distillery carrying a whopping 600,000 gallons of the booze suddenly gave way. They have video posted online that showed the red liquid flowing down a steep hill, rushing down this steep hill in this small town of Sao Lorenco de Barrio, uh, home to about 2,000 residents. Everyone's running out of their house with little cups trying to scoop some up, you know. The spill was actually so massive that the wine, uh, that it actually could have filled an Olympic-sized swimming pool. Can you imagine an Olympic-sized swimming pool worth of wine flowing down your road? Yes, it actually triggered an environmental alert. Officials then sprang into action. They tried to stop the wine in its path before it could literally turn the Sotima River into wine. The Anita Fire Department blocked off the flood and diverted it away from the river where it ran instead into a nearby field, according to local media. The firefighters said a basement in a home near the distillery was also flooded with wine. Is that really a bad thing? Now, Lavera Distillery has now apologized for the incident and said that it's dredged up the wine-soaked land. We assume full responsibility for the costs associated with cleaning and repairing the damage, having teams do so immediately, they said in a statement. They went on to add that we're committed to resolving the situation as quickly as possible. It added that the wine-soaked soil at the field has now been taken to a special treatment plant. <clears throat> Frankly, I think it was pretty good for the cheese businesses there in town, don't you think?
<laughs> well, um, yeah, the wine was flowing. Unfortunately, you don't really want your wine flowing in the street or in your basement, for that matter, you know, but something was flowing in the bathroom of an easy jet passenger plane. A pair of easy jet passengers were led away by the cops in Ibiza after they were caught having sex in the plane's toilet during a flight when a cabin crew member opened the door to expose them. Now, video shows the passengers cheering and shouting as the EasyJet employee pulls back the door on the duo. Uh, footage from the flight from Luton appears to show the couple were in no mood to stop early. The man promptly grabs the door and shuts it again so they could join the so-called Mile High Club, but everyone got <clears throat> full view of the copulation. An EasyJet spokesperson from MailOnline.com said the flight was met by police on arrival on the Spanish party island. There, those in the rear seats that watched the situation unfold appeared to find what was happening hilarious, and they could be seen watching open-mouthed. One woman was heard screaming, Oh my effing God, before asking her friend if she had videoed what had happened. Well, the cabin crew member seemed unsure how to respond, could actually be seen in the clip holding his head in his hands after catching the couple in the act. The video has been shared widely on social media. You might have even seen it. One user even joked, Ryanair would charge extra. Another one said, hope that wasn't the pilot. <clears throat> An EasyJet spokeswoman told Mail Online, we can confirm that this flight from Luton to Ibiza uh, was met with by police on arrival and uh, due to the behavior of two passengers on board. Now, the identity of the couple is not known, and it has also not been confirmed whether any arrests were actually made in Ibiza. Now, Bedfordshire Police, which is responsible for policing at Luton Airport, confirmed to Mail Online that it was not involved in the response. Uh, there's actually a Section 71 of the Sexual Offenses Act of 2004 says it is illegal to have sex in a laboratory to which the public has access. How much space do you need, really? I mean, it's kind of tight in them bathrooms, you know? Maybe been tight somewhere else, too, for that matter, but... I digress. Anyway, speaking of doing sex in odd places, we have a 40-year-old Democrat candidate for a key seat in a Virginia House of Delegates that was performing sex acts with her husband. They were doing it for a live camera, and they were urging viewers to fund them with <clears throat> tips for particular requests. Susanna Gibson is a nurse practitioner and a mother She's running in a very competitive Richmond, Virginia district, and she performs sex acts on the site called Chatterbait. That's what it's called. It's a platform that states its name comes from the act of masturbating while chatting online. Well, at least in two clips, Gibson said she would perform certain acts only in a private room for which the viewer would then have to pay even more money. Now, in response to a request that they perform a certain act, Gibson says, I need, like, more tokens before I let him do that. One token? No, no, more. Raising money for a good cause. Well, despite having originally live-streamed her sexual acts on a website that is available to anybody that chooses to visit, Gibson has retained a lawyer who argues that she had a reasonable expectation of privacy on Chatterbait. <clears throat> really? What sort of reasonable expectation would that have been, possibly, with a site like Chatterbait? <laughs>
Well, going from that, I guess maybe you would prefer a little BDSM, okay? Uh, there's a Democratic mayor of Burbank, California, who allowed himself to be spanked by a drag queen at his campaign event. It's Constantine Anthony. He goes by um, Mayor Spanky online. He was seen getting spanked by the drag queen at a fundraiser for Senate candidate for California, Kip Mueller. A Democratic activist posted the photos of the events and writes, What a day yesterday! The SCV Dins wanted to celebrate California's B-Day. We certainly did by working with our community to protect democracy. You're getting spanked by a drag queen. What a day for democracy it was. The conservative social media account Libs of TikTok highlighted the spanking video claiming Anthony had been spanked in front of children. The mayor shot back saying the private event where he was getting spanked by the drag queen was attended only by those 21 and over. Anthony is a member of the Democratic Socialists of America. He describes himself as the nation's first openly autistic mayor and an actor with 20 years of experience in improv comedy. Oh, he's a perfect politician, most certainly. Anthony also works as an Uber driver, and he's been mayor of Burbank, California since 2020. And by the way, he's currently running for um, Los Angeles County Supervisor. Wow. Live from Burbank has a whole new meaning. A lot of folks, you know, provide their feedback on some of these stupid videos, right? Well, now it's becoming that the word feedback is becoming less in vogue. A lot of companies, executive coaches, and uh, human resource professionals are looking to try to erase this anxiety-inducing word from the corporate lexicon, and some are urging that it be replaced by a new word, one that is more gentler, more constructive. So what word instead of feedback do you think that they would prefer instead of that um, harsh word feedback? What do you think that word might be, huh? I'll give you a minute to check your thesaurus. I'll bet you won't find it in there. The word is feed forward. <laughs> you know, feedback often leaves workers feeling defeated and weighed down, you know, by the past actions instead of considering the next steps ahead. But if you use the word feed forward, it encourages improvements and development, according to a corporate speaker. Feed forward is about this forward-looking view of people, performance, and potential, they say. Companies are also banning another negatively charged word, which is review, which now they're replacing with connect. Yeah, they're going to have a connect session or coaching or self-reflection. Or how about opportunity discussions? I have an opportunity discussion to have with you. You're fired. Yeah. Pharmaceutical giant AstraZeneca changed its review process in 2020 in an effort to help restrain or retain talent. And instead of having yearly reviews, the company is embracing quarterly check-ins. Hello, I'm going to check in on you. Hmm. I wonder how long that's going to last before somebody gets emotionally damaged by that word. And they've also replaced the word feedback and performance management with 
feed forward and performance development. Come on, people, really? Sticks and stones will hurt, will break, may break your bones, but words will hurt your feelings. Oh, gosh. And I love this story because particularly it applies to me because I have got the persistent sinus irritations that plague me from time to time. I definitely keep the decongestant business in business. I should probably buy stock in it because I'm always going to the store trying to find the cheap generic version of Advil cold and sinus and the you know little bottle of allergy uh, medicine because I've always got some kind of post-nasal drip, runny nose, itchy eyes, itchy throat, congestion, can't breathe, one nostril plugs up, the other nostril, you know what I'm saying? And I'm always trying all the, I think I've tried about every over-the-counter pill that you can possibly try. But it's nice to know that certainly not me, I haven't done this because I'm not stupid, but other people have collectively wasted billions of dollars on this stuff. There's an advisory panel for the FDA that's announced that the most popular decongestion in America doesn't actually work. <laughs> I could have told you that a long time ago. It's called phenylephrine. Now, phenylephrine is in a ton of cold medicines like Dayquil and Mucinex and Vic sinus nasal spray, Tylenol cold and flu, Benadryl allergy plus, certain types of Robitussin and Sudafed PE, none of which I have ever taken because they suck. I can tell you they don't work. You don't need some FDA study to tell me that. A lot of these do have other ingredients that do help with some of the symptoms. Now, all 16 committee members agreed in this panel that it's not dangerous, but there's no real proof that it really helps you when you're stuffed up. You could have asked me. I could have told you that. So they think it's time that it gets pulled from the shelves. They said, we should not have products on the market that are not effective. Wow, that's quite an epiphany. The FDA said, we'll take it under consideration. Now, if they agree, drug companies would have to remove it from the decongestants and then reformulate their products. Now, this um, phenylephrine got approved back in the 1970s. But drug companies weren't really using it a lot until 2005. That's when a different decongestion got restricted because of meth. Like Sudafed? You, you, you remember the, the, old, the original Sudafed? Yeah, they, they, they have to restrict it because people are taking Sudafed tablets, crushing them up and making meth out of it. Now, that one, by the way, is actually called pseudoephrodine, which is where you get... Uh, Sudafed from, pseudoephrodin. It's uh, the type of Sudafed that actually does work. It's just now harder to get because people still try to steal it and make meth. Now, in Pennsylvania, I've got to present a driver's license or photo ID to buy it at the pharmacy counter. They took it off of the pharmacy counter. Now you get a little card. You take the card to the pharmacy counter with your photo ID. You uh, have to. They scan your, your photo ID. You sign saying that I'm not a drug dealer or I'm, I don't do drugs or something like this. And, of course, you know, if you buy too many boxes, they get suspicious. So if you have a really bad head cold and you're buying it every week, they're going to probably come knock on your door. Now, in Arkansas, I went to go to, uh, get to the pharmacy because I'd run out of my Advil cold and sinus. So I went to the pharmacy, had my driver's license ready to go, and presented them that with the box. And they go, do you have a prescription? I'm like, no. Well, you can't have it because you need a doctor's prescription to buy this. I'm like, what? 
No, that's what happens in Arkansas. So I couldn't even, I've got to stock up on the stuff if I go back to Arkansas because I can't buy it at the drugstore. That, that, that is the decongestant that actually works. Now, the one that the FDA panel has ruled really, this is, it's never been proven to work. Back in 2007, a different panel said they thought, well, it might be effective. But patients and doctors have been saying for years, it doesn't really do much. The various cold medicines that it has generated in last year alone totaled $1.8 billion for a drug that doesn't work. You can't get more stupid than that. Well, yeah, you can. Especially whenever it's kind of funny and uh, it makes somebody else look stupid. And you know how hot this summer's been, right? So it's kind of hard to argue that this message wasn't accurate, even though it was stupid. Somebody in Houston, Texas, managed to gain access to these electronic construction signs that you see, you know, and they changed the message that was displayed on it. Now, instead of displaying helpful information about road work up ahead, the sign says, quote, due to weather, go F yourself. They spelled it out. Yeah. For unlawful carnal knowledge, in case you didn't know. The message stayed up for several hours before it finally got taken down. And some of the photos, you'll see them, uncensored and everything. The city employees said the controls where you type the message are in a locked box that's attached to the sign. So whoever did it probably had access or they knew how to break in to hack it. No word yet on who was behind it or what kind of charges they're going to be facing. But still, you can't blame the fact that, you know, sometimes the truth hurts. You know, everybody has a little stupidity in their world, and frankly, I would like to hear about it, okay? If you've maybe got a great stupid story from your stupid world, maybe you just want to respond to one of mine. I'd like to hear about it. Let me hear from you. You can contact me easily just by email at shoutout at insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, or if you got a question or a comment about something that you've heard on the podcast or something that Pancho Guerro has said on the podcast, or maybe you just want to tell me of some firsthand experience of some stupidity you've encountered, well, let me know. I want to hear from you. I might uh, even use your comments on an upcoming episode. So record a message for me at podcast.insaneericlane.com and uh, give me your feedback, okay? Um, and by the way, if you haven't done so already, and I just can't imagine why you haven't already, follow me on social media. You can look me up on Facebook or Twitter by searching out the handle Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. Oh
Did you survive? I'm back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Do you have a good, solid internet connection? Maybe not. I can't hear you. Um. Oh, there you go. Now I hear something. Okay. Are you hearing me? I, I yeah. don't know why it's not connecting to my my earbuds here. Who knows? Uh, let me see if I can get. But yeah, you, you sound pretty good right now. Okay. Well. Let's... Oh wait, wait. Okay, there we go. I, I oh, got the Bluetooth working. Yep. <laughs> I think I'm just going to leave this part in. I'm not going to edit this out. This yeah. just sounds too good. Are you are you are you certain about that? Um, uh, we're just yeah. more more so you trying to figure out a new routine. I think, but honestly, yeah. child number two is significantly easier than child number one, just in every you way, every that. step of the way. Well, you you say that now. See. Let me just tell you something. The second one for hours started out really good until they got old enough to walk. Okay. Okay. <laughs> then that changed dramatically. So, <laughs> so I'll, have to, know, I'll have to keep this in mind. <laughs> I'm I, sure I, this will change later, but uh, yeah. Well, I even told what that what you said to my wife that you know that you're you're it's going way better. She just kind of smiled and nodded her head, and she's like, <laughs> "Oh no." I, <laughs> If, I was, if she laughs at this, then, then I, that's like the worst response I could think of. She, she says, it's too early. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's just too funny. See, with, with us, our first one was pretty easy. It was that, you know, fairly, you know, we could, we could um, you know, uh, put, put him in his room and he'd be quiet and no problem. The second one, we put him in his room. When it got quiet, we had to go in there and check on him. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the way that we are kind of now. I, I will say we've gotten now to the, the point with our first that if it's quiet, it doesn't mean he's up to, to trouble. It means he's like playing and doing puzzles or something. And that's a good thing. But uh, yeah. quiet's usually not the noise. If there's noise, then I'm more comfortable when it yeah. comes to what the, the children are doing. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, we... Um, speaking of the, uh, of my wife, we celebrated very well our 26th wedding anniversary. So we, uh, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. And, um, I sent you the picture of the bottle of Gleva that she got me. So yeah, yes, I, I did take a look at So how much did that cost more in shipping yeah. than, uh, well, here's the thing. I mean, it's the Gleva, it's, it's a Scottish, um, liqueur made with Scottish whiskey. And uh, I had it in Scotland. It was fantastic. It was wonderful. It's like to, to buy it over there, it would probably run us a U.S. equivalent of about twenty bucks. So yeah, yeah, that's not bad at all. I mean, that's pretty that's cheap. A, yeah, which is pretty good. So, but if you were to ship it, because it's not available in the states, if you were to ship it from Scotland, it would still it's like run seventy you, bucks. Well, it would run you about twenty bucks plus shipping, which would total about seventy-five bucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so anyway, I'm thinking, I look to her because I come home and I see this bag on my desk in the, my office and, or in my man cave. And I'm like, okay, and I put it up and here's this bottle of Glavon. I'm like, oh my gosh, she did not spend that much. Shipping. Uh, how many, how many strings attached uh, are attached to that bottle? <laughs> so, yeah. So I asked her, I said, tell me you did not spend that much money on shipping. And she just smiled and says, I have my secrets. And so, <laughs> so here's, here's what happened. Okay. A few weeks ago, since, well, since we've been to, to the UK, you know, we had to get passports. Well, uh, you know, ever since, you know, 9-11, I 
couldn't go to Canada because I have friends in Canada that I would go see all the time whenever I was single and had no, no all, nothing but time on my hand. So after 9-11, well, I'm not going to go get a passport and pay this much money just to go to Canada. So now that we have a passport, I said, let's go to Canada. What else, what else am I going to do for, 10, for the next 10 years? Uh, do, do they have this in Canada? They have it in Canada. Yes. Uh, okay. So there you have it. We went to go see friends a few weeks ago. She apparently got in touch with our friends there because two of the guys in, that we saw in Canada were in our wedding. And she said, look, we're going to be up. Do you guys have Glaive Awe? And they said, yeah, we have it. And so she goes, can you get us a bottle and I'll pay you back? So she, it was slightly more expensive in Canada than it was in Scotland, but not a $75 expensive kind of thing. So it was kind of a compromise. So yeah, she was colluding with my Friends in Canada to purchase a bottle of Glava. <laughs> so, no, I mean, well, I think that's a great thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I definitely, I, I definitely think I got the better, the better end of the deal. I just got her a half dozen roses. You know, that's all I. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, so I'm I'm enjoying a little glass of Glava while we're uh, talking about having extra children. Oh, that's nice. I you, well, while you were doing that, I, I bought um, like a, a small pack of uh, of beer. That was called Dragon's Milk. Uh, it, it just sounded interesting, I guess. Um, and uh, I got that from World Market because I had a gift card from World Market that has yeah. been over seven months. And I just haven't spent it because who shops? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm a guy. I don't shop. So, and, and was it everything you expected it to be? <laughs> it actually does have it, it, it does have a, like a creamy taste with a little bit of a bite. Oh. Um, so it's kind of what I would actually expect from that. Uh, yeah. It's pretty high in alcohol, actually. For a beer, it's like eleven percent. Wow! So I guess that's where the bite comes from. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, the the Glade Bar is about thirty five percent alcohol, so that tells you where that's right. Where that's like. Uh, it tells me that you're basically, uh, you know, like a little pansy. I guess if you're going <laughs> to go for for liquor, then you know you're looking at forty percent standard. Yeah. Uh, but anything under than that, you're you know you're I, kind of I, wimping out. Well, I still have my bottle of uh, pure Scottish whiskey that I have when we went, uh, and I haven't opened it up yet. I'm, I'm, I'm saving it for a really special occasion. So, like the bottles that we said I sent over to you, the one that you tried. So, oh, yeah, yeah. So you said you liked it. So I'm, I'm waiting for a really special occasion to open mine up. But, uh, but know, I, I do have one bottle left that you gave me, and I was saving it for a special occasion. I okay. guess that special occasion is like the fact that my child was born. But yeah. um, I just, yeah. I haven't. I haven't got it yet. I, I, I'm waiting to have it with a cigar or a pipe or something. Maybe the and, next time uh, we get together, we'll just break open the bottle together and we'll share a pipe together. You know, we'll smoke a pipe and sip our Scottish whiskey. Yeah, no, I think that'd be great. Yeah, you know. But but I want to know, the big the big secret is, uh, how did the kombucha turn out? Oh, the, the, I mean, okay, so the first round of kombucha, uh, it, it was not nearly as bubbly as it should be. Yeah. And, uh, and I let it out for like four days. I didn't want it to like explode when I opened it up. Um, so like, it's not as bubbly as it should be, but, uh, it did turn out pretty well. I, I don't think I let it ferment long enough and it could just be cause it was the first batch. Um, yeah. I just, I just didn't, um, you know, may, maybe it takes a little bit longer to get really established. So, so I got sure. a second batch going, uh, with that and <laughs> It was the first one that actually tasted a little bit like apple cider with an after finish of, of um, like sweet tea. Yeah. And that, which makes sense because it is just sweet tea that's been fermenting. Uh, so this time, I, the next time I, I put like a gallon and a half in there and I let it sit for, 
Uh, I mean, a, a lot longer than the first one. And yeah. it, so it's much more acidic. Uh, mm-hmm. It has a little bit of a sour taste, which I like. And yeah. uh, and I bottled it like maybe a couple days ago. And, oh, okay. and so I'm letting it sit for at least five days and then I'll open one of them up and see is it fizzy or not. This time, mm-hmm. though, when I bottled it, I decided to add some juice to it. Mm-hmm. Just I'm like, maybe the juice, like the extra sugar, will give it food yeah. to carbonate, is my, sure. my thinking. And also will flavor it. So I've got three different flavors. I've got a guava and oh. a passion fruit combination mm. flavor. And then mm-hmm. I did a couple of those with guava passion fruit, and I put cayenne pepper in it to make it a little spicy. Oh. Uh, and then I, I did uh, another four bottles. Of, and these are all like 25-ounce bottles. I'm going to be swimming in this stuff. Um, in a few days, uh, mango with cayenne pepper in it. Oh, again, like wow. a little sweet, spicy thing. And, and so I'm, 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 I've got high hopes uh, on the next batch here. Oh, good. Well, that's very, well. We'll definitely have to keep uh, an update on this. I well, there was a story uh, that came out late last week. Uh, obviously, it was not able to get sent to you, but I had it in the previous segment about. I just wanted to know if you've been doing any driving around Jacksonville lately. I, I'm always driving around Jacksonville. Did you happen to get near the section of I-95 with the yellow line weaving in and out of both lanes of the road? It's over in uh, St. John's. <laughs> I know. Well, I mean, I, I'm on I-95 before, but uh, I, if I did, I hadn't noticed it, I guess. But uh, <laughs> it doesn't sound good. County. I think it's in St. John's County. It was, it was yeah. and the the officials were saying if you have these <laughs> these self driving cars, you're going to have to turn the feature off. <laughs> I didn't know whether you'd been weaving over there with with the crazy yellow lion in Jacksonville or not. So, oh man, that's great. I will look. I'm smart enough to uh, not weave in and out of a yellow line. Um, I'm like, I guess this AI. Um, <laughs> that's, I, I had to ask you about that because that that was just. Uh, I wish I had you on the on 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 the podcast. <laughs> that because that was that was classic absolutely that was classic. pretty good yeah and things you don't think about i guess right so well now my next question then how is uh, grandma and grandpa uh, taking to the new uh, panchito oh they're doing great they actually they helped me do some yard work last weekend um yeah. so i mean all of the yard looks great uh right yeah. now which which uh, is good um and, and they you know my dad was saying that i think that's the youngest baby he's ever held he, really? he showed up. Uh, they showed up the day after at the hospital. They couldn't with, with our first because it was like three weeks after the lockdowns happened. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. And, and so, uh, you know, this time you got to show up. And uh, and I mean, when I was born, um, like I was shipped off to like a hospital in a helicopter and I wasn't able to be held. Oh, that's like right. Two weeks or something. So, yep, I remember um, that. Yeah. So he's, I don't think he's ever held a baby that as young. He, he was under, um, what do you say, under like 24 hours old. Oh, when he, wow. uh, when you got to hold him. So, uh, he was thrilled about that, from my understanding. Well, that's cool. That's cool. I, I uh, was asking also maybe to kind of lead into this story here um, because uh, I, I would be interested to know if uh, your mother would be interested in maybe uh, a side hustle. A side hustle? Uh, yeah. Doing what? Uh, maybe doing some pole dancing. <laughs> That's right. Um, oh, man. You know, I, mean, I mean, I could use this to get in shape, except for uh, you're never going to see me on a pole like that. Uh, you know, unless it's like a fireman or something. It's, it's going to be like a good fireman calendar. I don't know. Um, but yeah, uh, so welcome to the podcast. Uh, if it's your first uh, 
we've got headlines. We you know the bit at this point. So uh, most people, um, as they get older, they, they start to take life a little slower. Yeah, uh, and I, I understand why. I mean, already with two kids now, I'm like, oh, things are yeah. a little bit slower. Uh, you know, enjoy a leisurely pace. I try to stay in shape still along the way. Um, you know, well, uh, for for this woman, uh, she has decided to, you know, I guess uh, not take it so slow and to do something about that. She took up pole dancing in her fifties. <laughs> uh, she has no intentions of slowing down at any time. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know if that's in life or if that's just on the pole or both. Um, but uh, she even claimed her life began at 50 and that she's in the best shape she's ever been in. So I don't know if she just like didn't take a care of herself before or maybe pole dancing is where it's at. I, yeah. you know, uh, I'm not sure that but the, the super fit 53 year old granny battled an eating disorder from a young age. But after taking up pole fitness, she feels empowered in her new lease of life and feels like it was fate that she discovered pole dancing. Uh, for most people, they discover pole dancing just because they didn't have a dad in their home. Um, <laughs> now, now she's on a mission to inspire women that their age doesn't have to hold them back. Pole obsessed Carrie Burnett uh, finally found who she wanted to be uh, later in life when she discovered pole fitness and going to the gym. Now, making a living as a pole fitness star, she teaches pole classes and competes in shows, claiming it's <laughs> the best feeling in the world. Only planning on doing one class to cross uh, it off her list, she found a passion and love for the sport and made a living from it, even participating in pole shows, too. Uh, <laughs> she says, they're all different body sizes, so I stayed. And I'm 53 now, at the strongest I've ever been. I've started to actually perform pole shows since then, too, which if you told me I'd be doing that when I first started, I'd say no way. But this is my career now, and I get to travel the world doing it. <laughs> so, so it just goes to show you, Eric, that, uh, you know, you you can still have you could also get into the best shape of your life as a grandfather <laughs> and uh, you could find a new lease on life. Maybe, uh, oh, you know, the next maybe, year, maybe I should do pole dancing. That's that's exactly yeah. what I'm suggesting. Yeah. <laughs> that's well, well, look. This this woman, she's fifty three, so she's maybe what just a few years behind your mom. You know, I mean, if you ever maybe you can, you know, <laughs> of course, I'm sure it wouldn't bother your mom near as much as it would bother your dad. <laughs> I, I'm sure my, my mom would just be as long as it's not singing related or something. You know, <laughs> yeah, really, that's true. But it would be a hilarious joke to 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 play. You know, just saying, you know, she's going to take a pole dancing. I I just thought about that right off the bat. But uh, yeah, that 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 would be that would be hilarious. Uh, however, this is just plain out stupid. And I saw this particular story, and I had to take it simply because number one, it involves an Arkansas hospital that's affiliated with the other school, which I shall not name, because you know I'm a graduate. I'm a graduate of Arkansas State University. Well, this is uh, pertaining to the other school. Um, so, and, and this basically comes from the COVID cases that started spreading back in 2020. So what ended up happening, the visitors to the University of Arkansas for medical sciences, well, they were greeted with a colorful sign put up by grateful neighbors outside the university's medical center. It says heroes work here. Now I've seen signs like this on other hospitals because they were taking care of the COVID patients. 
And the university adopted the message in glossy promotional videos, posting it online, introducing viewers to individual nurses and doctors and health workers who describe their jobs. You know, sometimes it's easy for people who pass through here to see our frontline caregivers as heroes, our educators as the heroes. It's really everybody. Now, the university chancellor, Ken Patterson, declares in one video, uh, you know, all these accolades for these heroes. Okay, but there's there's at least a dozen of these heroes that UAMS featured on their online advertisements and other videos uh, that were, they weren't just employed by the university, but these people, these heroes, have also been sued by the university. Yes. <laughs> Those, uh, isn't that wonderful? Now, uh, UAMS, Arkansas's flagship public health sciences university, has been aggressively suing thousands of former patients over medical debt in recent years, including hundreds of its own employees, according to a CNN investigation. Yeah, how you like that? Ooh-wee. So, uh, since 2019, University of Arkansas Medical Service Science, uh, Medical Sciences has sued more than 8,000 patients to oh collect on unpaid. Yeah, to collect on unpaid medical bills, according to court records. It filed more debt collection lawsuits in recent years than any other plaintiff in the Arkansas court system, other than through the state tax office. You know, so I'm reading this and I'm thinking, you know, this sort of goes with that lame cheer that those little piggies of Fayetteville like to holler, you know, is it like, whoo, pig, sue, ye? (laughs) You know, that's what you call a real hero right there, man. Just wanted to point that out since I am a part of the other university, the state's university. Yeah, it sounds like you've got a lot of beef, uh, you know, the existing beef that you might be bringing to the table here. (laughs) Yes. Well, I don't know. I guess I should say pork instead of beef, huh? Yeah, right. Well, there's plenty of pork in the University of Arkansas uh, system, that's for sure. But um, but one of the things I'm going to be watching for, and whether it's win or lose, I'm still going to be I'm going to be there. I want to see this happen for the first time in his in the history of mankind. September sixth, twenty twenty five, the Arkansas State Red Wolves will take on the Arkansas Piglets. I mean, ra- Razorbacks um, <laughs> at War Memorial at War Memorial Stadium. Or I should say the Arkansas Swine in, 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 in War Memorial Stadium in Little Rock, and I want to be there. Okay, that's all there is to it. And I don't even care if they lose, you know, if, if, the, if, the, if the Red Bulls lose. I just want them to play. We've been, do, we've been asking for this to happen for years, and it's finally going to happen. Of course, if they win, if, if the Red Wolves actually win and beat the University of Arkansas, I just want – I'm going to put all my family that's listening to the podcast right now, put you on notice. You will never hear the last of it from me. I just put that out there. Okay, that's all there is to it. (laughs) Look, I'm glad that I don't have a dog in the fight here. Um, (laughs) Yeah, Um, but but, I mean, it's almost like the competition between the the Georgia Bulldogs and the Florida Gators here. Um, Yeah, right, right. That's what it feels like, at least. Very rarely does a, a Sunday morning sermon go by without some kind of dig on the Florida Gators by my, uh, <laughs> you know, Georgia-born pastor. Yeah, look, well, um, I guess I guess you waiting for this this ultimate matchup in your mind to um, to finally happen has probably been like feeling like you've been running on a hamster wheel this whole time, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's like, you know, you're wanting it, but it's not, it's not coming. And then finally, it is there. Uh, so hamster wheels are 
fond labels are taking you places. We we actually well we actually had a bumper sticker at the at Arkansas State whenever I was in college. This is like what thirty something years ago that it actually had the mascot of Arkansas State chasing the mascot of the University of Arkansas, and it says, "How long will the hogs run? How long will the hogs run?" (laughs) Yeah, that's. That sounds about right for me. Um, I what, what I what I guess I'll say, um, you know, about hamster wheels is, is that uh, you know you don't. There's a time and place for them. I guess I don't know. Uh, th- this is a. It's. A, I'm working on my best transition for this, but this is a, such a different story from here. Um, this is a Florida man. It's, it's a Florida story. Is what yeah. it really comes down to. Uh, well, let me, let, me, let, me, let me help you out here, okay? You may okay, not have yeah, a dog. Yeah, yeah. You may not have a dog in the fight with Arkansas State and the University of Arkansas, but you might have a hamster in the fight. I might have a hamster. Yeah, maybe a guinea pig or something. Yeah, uh, <laughs> not a Razorback, <laughs> but a, but a guinea pig. Um, yeah, this Florida man here is uh, uh, facing federal charges uh, after the U.S. Coast Guard caught him about seventy miles. Off, off the coast of Georgia in a homemade hydropod, quote unquote, which is, is kind of like a giant hamster wheel. The, the yeah. guy's name is Reza, uh, Reza Bellucci, and he's a marathon runner who was trying to run to London, basically. <laughs> when the Coast Guard found him, he wasn't exactly calm about the situation, and he refused to leave the vessel for three days. Um, <laughs> they said he was cutting short his unsafe voyage and Reza responded by threatening to kill himself with a 12 inch knife and claiming wow. to have a bomb aboard. Now, if he had a 12 inch oh, knife, like, was he afraid that this thing would pop or something? Um, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, wow. Uh, which it turned out to be fake. Uh, but this isn't the first time Reza has been caught in the hamster wheel. He's been apprehended at least three previous times, including two years oh. ago. Uh, when he was trying to uh, make it from Florida to New York. That time he made it about 25 miles before washing ashore. In the past, he said that he'll never give up this insanity. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, so I guess you, you can't outrun the Coast Guard. Man, have you seen a picture of this hamster wheel he was in? I, I, did, not, I did not see a link for a picture with it there. Oh well, it's quite a it's quite a contraption, and I mean, the, just the fact he could spin that thing is is remarkable enough. But I mean, yeah, I, I, I personally, I would just think let the guy go and do it. You know, I, I'm I'm a firm believer when people want to do something stupid, let them do it because it sort of cleans out the 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 human race. You know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. all the, okay, I'm, I'm looking all, at this thing here. This looks a little bit more legit than I was expecting. A little bit, um, a little bit sketchy still, but you know, still, yeah, you yeah, you're exactly. Trying to go through the ocean in it, but yeah, no, well, I'm, I'm totally down for this guy to do it. I mean, uh, like, <laughs> yeah, well, why not? Like, what? He's not hurting anyone else other than himself. Is it illegal? Sure, like, why I not? guess maybe this would be. I, I, I don't know how the the. the I mean, what what will happen so though? Good, but... Well, what would happen if he made it out into international waters? The Coast Guard couldn't do anything about it. That's what yeah. I mean, that, that, I guess it's a. Uh, how many miles do you have to get offshore to get to that point? Because that's I, I guess like the a, real. Uh, yeah. The, the real is it like hundred miles? Is it, is it like hundred miles? Close, right? Uh, yeah. Maybe if he was running a little faster, then you could kind of take a rest. You know, the remainder of the journey <laughs> there. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That, that's. 
That's kind of crazy. You know, well, you know, you, you were talking about earlier about, you know, people getting older and just the thing you people slow down, you know, whenever people get older, you know, this and, and you're going to find this out as well, uh, the older that you get. But one of the other things that happens when you get older is, well, <clears throat> things begin to change internally, you know, um, and and uh, well, a lot of it has to do with the, the lower GI. Okay? <laughs> OK, and you find yourself. You find yourself probably having to, you know, go to the drugstore and pick up, you know, some some laxatives every once in a while, you know, because things get a little bound up down there, you know. Well, apparently, this little problem has exacerbated, you know, because of the pandemic and the the the, the basic, uh, I don't know, changes of American habits because of all of this. Americans have been overusing laxatives now, okay? <laughs> Believe it or not, yeah. Uh, and it, it, the Wall Street Journal reported this shortage because, well, there's a several factors because of it, mainly the aging population. That's the thing. People are getting older. More people are getting older. And, we're, you know, and of course, Americans, we don't really eat that much fiber, basically. We got poor eating habits. And that got worse during the pandemic, okay? And then, of course, you know, people are doing the traveling. They have hybrid work schedules, you know? It's making it harder to find laxatives in the store, and it's also getting harder for Americans to go number two. Okay, so we have a problem <laughs> developing here. Okay, the, this uh, increased demand for uh, laxatives has made products like Miralax and Glycolax fly off the shelves. Who would have thought we would have had a laxative shortage? And these fiber supplements. They're actually seeing double-digit growth. Now, kind of crazy to think that our collective bowel dysfunction problems have gotten so bad, we're literally running out of stool softeners. This is what Dr. George Pavlo of the Gastrologically Associates of New Jersey is talking to the Wall Street Journal. I, I never would have thought I would have ever seen the day. You know, remember the time when people were having to run on toilet paper during the right, pandemic, right. you know? Now we've got to run on laxatives here. People are now pooping at work so frequently now you'd think they were hitting the break room for extra large coffees, you know, but I, I guess it's okay because, you know, uh, anybody who, you know, really needs that much help to go to the bathroom, just swing by your local Taco Bell. I really need a laxative, but because of the shortage, I can't find any. Have you tried Taco Bell? Taco Bell? How does it work? Just eat two chili cheese burritos every three hours, and your run for the border will turn into a sprint for the bathroom. Do I need a prescription? All you need is some pocket change and lots of self-hatred. Is it effective? Please. You'll want to go if I say the words Chalupa Extreme. Oh, you're right. Be right back. Side effects of Taco Bell include stomach cramps, weight gain, embarrassment, sadness, shame, and constant wondering why the heck Taco Bell has a breakfast menu. It really works. I'll never leave this bathroom. Ask your Uber Eats driver about Taco Bell today. And, uh, live moss? <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I kind of wanted to laugh at I don't know if I'm allowed to make these jokes. But, uh, this is what, if anyone's ever had a, a baby or had a, uh, a wife who's had a baby... Oh. Uh, you know, non-C-section, I guess. One of the things yes. that the doctor prescribes you is, is a stool softener because... Yes, that's right. That's right. Things, you know, uh, if, you, if you tear down there, you, you, you need a break. Um, that's right. So I'm looking at this thinking like, you know, the amount of people that actually needed to, to use this stuff for normal reasons, uh, you know, thank goodness, I guess, that there, there uh, were still options available, I guess, we say for... <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's uh, true. Yeah, that would be that'd be kind of a bummer if when you you know uh, really needed it for legitimate reasons, <laughs> right? Um, 
But uh, look, I mean, all this, uh, you know, I guess people yeah. taking, uh, you know, pe- people people take drugs to kind of help, uh, you know, their burst. Maybe there's the, uh, yeah, may, the maybe if 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 they can't if they can't get the stool softeners, okay. Uh, what what you have to do sometimes in order to be able to get things moving down there, you need to kind of like move around yourself you know what i'm saying you know maybe try different uh, body positions or something to kind of you know get things kind of moving down there you know what, what, what i was gonna go uh you know you, you try to hijack my transition um <laughs> <laughs> some people have to take uh medicine to help their bowels burst but uh the cops burst into this UK man's oh uh, yeah observatory <laughs> oh. as opposed to a laboratory uh, when oh. someone reported seeing a bunch of dead bodies. Um, oh yeah, they, so um, oh, the headline I think the headline kind of teases a little bit more. Uh, cops burst into yoga class when a corpse pose was mistaken for mass murder. Um, oh, uh, the witness <laughs> they they apparently thought there had been a mass murder or cult ritual killings. <laughs> but when the police got there, it was just a yoga class. The class was performing the corpse pose, also known as uh, Shavasana. I don't know. Um, I'm not okay. a yoga guy, right? Uh, but this is where a person lays on their back with their arms and legs spread out. You can obviously imagine how that may have looked. Obviously, yeah. it didn't take long for the police to figure out that there was a uh, you know, misunderstanding. Like that, in fact, there wasn't Kool-Aid uh, cups next to all the <laughs> yoga people. Uh, and, and the science yeah, really. of police activity probably disturbed the students' zen vibes. Um, mm. right, the, the yoga instructor <laughs> said, my heart goes out to the people who thought I was a murderer, but I can assure you, I just hold space for deep relaxation. Uh, <laughs> the, the police say the caller had good intentions. Yeah, well, uh, you know what they say. If you see something, say something. I know, right? <laughs> That's, yoga class, that, I like, mean, that's like a new insane game. Yoga class or mass murder? Yeah, well, that's good. I like that. That may be a new category. Yoga class or mass murder? I like that. Yeah, have you seen this this corpse pose? I mean, it really does look kind of freaky. I mean, most yoga poses look pretty freaky to start with, but yeah, <laughs> it it really looks like there could be a possible mass murder. I mean, you know, you're looking at Jamestown all over again. Of course, you probably don't remember Jamestown, do you? Uh, yeah, I was a little too young for Jamestown. I've only heard yeah, about yeah. it. it Maybe, or maybe it was Jonestown. That's what it was. Jonestown, Jonestown Guyana. Yeah, yes. Jones, yeah. The, the old Jim Jones thing here. But the Kool-Aid cup, by the they, that would have been great if they were all drinking Kool-Aid or had little paper cup cups sitting next to them. That would have been even better. So, <laughs> but we've got a we've got we've got a, a uh, another situation where uh, they weren't dr- wasn't drinking anything out of paper cups, but uh, we had um, a three-legged bear who was uh, drinking some fight claws. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, this this three legged bear breaks in to a Florida family's home and helped himself to some of their white claws right there from their fridge. Okay, uh, actually, uh, it was uh, Josari Fanite Diaglo or D- Diglio says that her thirteen year old son Joseph was inside the Lake Mary home. Now the family's dog was barking up a storm and alerted that there was a bear outside. And then they looked at the security footage and uh, cell phone video that was recorded by Joseph showing this three-legged bear. The neighbors has called this bear tripod. 
apparently he's frequented many, many times, I suppose. So okay. tripod is, is breaking through the screen into the home's lanai. And well, actually, here's one of the residents here, Joseph, uh, and, and, and Joseph is with them. They're reacting to this bear and then talking about the intruder after the fact here. Oh, my God. I've never been this close to a bear. Oh, look, he just opened the door. <laughs> He's about to take the beer. He's about to take the beer. He went over here to the fridge and got two white claws. Once I saw him open the fridge, I got scared that he could open the doors to, like, the houses. So, so he ate the... <laughs> This is what uh, Finite Diaglio says. They ate the fish food that we had outside next to the fish tank, then proceeded to the bar. <laughs> he <laughs> takes, out, takes out three white claws, drank, and left very happy. His favorite flavor is mango and strawberry. wonder if the bear would probably favor kombucha. Yeah, I, I mean, I wonder. Uh, maybe not the spicy kombucha, I think, for a bear. Um, so the bear gets <laughs> uh, – I've heard, like, bear claws before. Um, yeah, so yeah. bear claws – Chugging or opening white claws while this, yeah. this three legged bear. So, three basically three like like a white claw per bear claw because this is only <laughs> a three legged bear. Like, that's that's, that's what true. I think looking at this, um, which makes sense, I guess, like mathematical sense. You know, uh, yeah. maybe a, a bear, a white claw in each, uh, you know, bear claw at the time while he was yeah, drinking. Yeah. Um, That's crazy. I mean, well, the fam family says that the bear finally left after he had a after a few minutes, and the only damage they really had uh, being the stolen snacks, a hole in the screen. But I will say this though: I bet that bear was a pretty mean drunk. First, there was cocaine bear. Oh Jesus! What is that? Get ready for white claw bear. Oh my God! There's a literal bear in our patio. He's a mean drunk. Open the door. He's about to take the beer. He's about to take the beer. White Claw Bear. Don't make fun of him for liking hard seltzers. Oh my god. I well, I'm thinking about like the fact it's a white claw. So uh yeah. how many white claws does a bear need to drink to actually get a buzz? Uh, maybe that's, that's a like good a, point. Yeah, it sounds like the beginning of a punchline or something though. Um <laughs> Yeah, but, really. Uh, <laughs> the only thing that would make this better would be if they had some actual bear claws from the donut shop sitting out right. there for Well, I'm thinking the only thing I could think in terms of for the punchline is like it's a trick question. You can't get drunk on white claws. Um, but I don't know. Um, but look, it, maybe uh, this bear, instead of investing, you know, instead of trying to drink away his problems with his missing leg, uh, yeah. You could just opt, you know, for science purposes, uh, for like some kind of bionic leg. Um, That's true. Just like what this man did when it comes to uh, getting a bionic third leg. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a man, it's, it's been good. a while since we've had a story. <laughs> Thank you. It's been a while since we've had a story like this. Um, I'm kind of, you know, it's. I'm, I'm, I'm as weird as it is. I kind of, I'm just trying to miss these a little bit. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's a man, this, this sounds awful. I'm sorry. I feel bad for the guy. A man born without a penis. He who finally lost his virginity at 45. Thanks to his bionic manhood hmm. uh, has reportedly split from the woman who took it. Um, wait, 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 did the woman take the virginity or take the penis? I well, I'm, I'm assuming that he he broke his heart uh, oh. and and took his virginity or something. Oh, okay, um, but like you know, the one thing money can't buy, I guess. Um, 
so basically you have this man with a $62,000 bionic penis um, who's like splitting and breaking up with a woman who took his virginity. Now, it sounds like, like I don't know who initiated it. Maybe we'll find out. But uh, Andrew Wardle at the, had the expensive penile medical um, mechanical implant fitted in 2018. Now, I'd like to think that this is like, you know, fitted and, and created by like um, – Q from from like the the James Bond movies. Oh, so that like <laughs> yeah. you know like you're like Bond. You can't just take that out in public, and you're like, oh wait, it also shoots oil out of it, or and you're like, no, it's not oil. Uh, you just got a really bad infection or something. Um, I don't. Know. <laughs> anyway, I digress. Or, or like you know, Inspector Gadget or something. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah. Anyways. Uh, with his new mechanical manhood, uh, he and long-term 33-year-old girlfriend, Febra Fabian, were finally able to have sex. Their pair, uh, The pair apparently spoke about having children together, but Andrew, who's now 50, has now split from his first love. Mm. Febra has allegedly left the UK and moved back to Hungary. A source mm. told Mail Online, they just drifted apart, especially after Fedra had to go back to Budapest to see a sick relative. The source explained that while the mechanical device allows Andrew to feel some pleasure from sex, he is mostly focused on his health. Uh, Andrew was born <clears> from the uh, with with the condition uh, bladder extra extrophy. Um, this means that he had no penis, one testicle, and a bladder outside his body. Yeah. As a child, he underwent a surgical procedure to create an artificial opening known as a stoma in his urinary system. And uh, he had, like, several surgeries to build a tube from his bladder and to prevent kidney problems. Andrew was subjected to torment throughout his entire school life to the point that he attempted suicide. Wow. Following his surgery in 2018, Andrew said he felt like the bionic man despite having to wait six weeks to lose his virginity. <laughs> wow. You know, it, it's kind of interesting that if he was teased in school, I'm thinking – well, it, was he like showing it off to people? I, I don't know. Yeah I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how people figure that out because um, that's yeah. something I wouldn't be telling anybody. Well, I'll say this. Uh, I mean, after after hearing this kind of story, see, Nick, this is what we needed to teach our kids. See, you need to keep this story handy and just say, now, just think about Andrew Wardle. The next time you want to put a you know sixteen centimeters of a USB cord through your penis. This man, he didn't have a penis. And see, he had to have one built. So you need to take care so, of your penis. You need to take care yeah, of your penis. You know, so you don't well, want to... <laughs> either that or like, you know, he had to have one built, uh, you know, before he could shove it up there. So you should be grateful. <laughs> well, yeah, right. <laughs> but I mean, you got you got these people that are shoving stuff up their penises. I mean, I think this is a life lesson. You know, some people don't have penises, you know, you need to take care your penis there you know i don't know <laughs> but but i think it's hilarious after he had all that work done now he's splitting up with his girlfriend i guess maybe he's figured out how it works and he wants to try it out on some other some other people i guess i don't you know it's kind of crazy but or maybe I, it's not as good as what what they were hoping for well that may um, be true too or maybe she maybe broke it i don't know i mean who knows you know but <laughs> but but still, I mean, but isn't science just amazing what science can do nowadays? You know, I mean, and now, now combine the artificial penises with now um, artificial intelligence. Who knows where we're going to go next, you know? Well, it's going to be artificially intelligent penises. 
Yeah, well, that would be scary, frankly, you know, I mean, <laughs> wow. All right. So, well, we, we, we've got some we've got some ask Poncho questions here for you. And um, the, the, this is uh, some that uh, I, I with school getting started. We, we've got uh, uh, Elena. She's got a situation, and I'm sure this will be something that you'll be having to deal with pretty soon when the kids get into more of the school age years. Um, Elena is wanting to ask Pancho about her son's summer packet. Now, our, our kids didn't really have that, but some schools do this. She says, my son, now just as he's going back to school, is telling me that the summer packet is due upon returning back to class. Now that basically summer's over. At first, I was furious because he lied to me, though also a little mad at myself for not figuring this out. Anyway, he stayed home for three days, finished all the work with a little help from me or my husband. But just a question here or there. Now, originally, he was going to be punished for the rest of the summer. But because he did actually finish the work, I now kind of feel bad keeping him from enjoying the last part of his week off. So do you think I should let him off the hook? Um, oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm pretty cruel on these things. Uh, <laughs> if you lied about it, that your, your character is so much more important than the things that you're learning. Because you're, you're not going to be a grown man unable to count you know, unable to spell, to read. Um, but there are grown, you know, men and women who still continue to lie or have really poor character. Uh, and, and so to me, your character is a way more important than that. Uh, I'd say, you know, now if he forgot, that's one thing. But if he was intentionally trying to hide it and doing things to try to hide, that yeah. that is something I'd be like, nope, you, uh, yeah. you're not going to do this again, you know, and... Uh, and if you do, then like, I don't know, you, what, what do you do? How do you escalate from there to make sure that if they think the reward is still worth the punishment or the yeah. punishment is worth the reward, like, uh, yeah. you know, how do you break that? But yeah, no, I, for me, I would be like, sorry. Um, I would feel yeah. bad too, but like, that's part of what stinks. That's one of the hard things about being a parent. Is like, well, yeah. Yeah, and, and punish him. It's like a punishment for yourself too. Yeah, because, and gonna, you're going to start yeah. sounding like your father. This is going to hurt me a lot worse, and it's going to hurt you. I'm not going to say it's going to hurt you worse. I'm just going to say nobody's happy. Is, is, yeah, uh, yeah. You know what? What that accounts for? But um, but yeah, I mean, I, look, for me, I would think too bad. <laughs> yep. Well, <laughs> I, I agree. I mean, we we were pretty hard on our kids for lying too. I mean, what uh, my wife decided she would do if the kids told a lie then they had to stick their tongue out and they had to have hot sauce put on their tongue. Okay. Now the older kid that worked great. He did not like having hot sauce on his tongue. Uh, it backfired on the younger one because he loved it. He loves hot sauce. So that was a reward for him. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. So cool boy. Let me, let me lie again. This is great. Uh, I, I would have been the loving hot sauce kind. I think um, you're like, Oh, can you maybe put a little bit of vinegar in the hot sauce next time? <laughs> <laughs> oh yes oh <laughs> um, man well like, i've got one as well and um also deals with uh telling a lie so this is interesting uh this is from the fan so i don't know what that means but and what he's a fan of but I, i've got an idea uh yeah it says so i'm a pretty competitive guy and last year i came in second place in my fantasy football team not bragging <laughs> haha but look it kind of sounds like you are uh, <laughs> but i did become obsessed if not a little extreme. My wife didn't banish me from fantasy football. I'm, I'm going to throw in the word yet. I'm assuming <laughs> that's, that's in there uh, in the subtext. Um, but she asked if I could skip it this year as I do get ill-tempered from it. 
And hmm. she says I act crazy and she hates it. Hmm. At the end of the season last year, I promised I'd skip a season. Flash forward to the present, and I already signed up for not just one, but two fantasy football <laughs> leagues. How bad am I going to eat it? Should uh, I just quit while I'm ahead or just aim to be less zealous about fantasy football? Hmm. Uh, yeah, like, no, you've already, you're already eaten the sauce right now, and it's hot. <laughs> Um, like what we're saying, because because you told a lie. That's what happens when you tell lies. And uh, if you told your wife you wouldn't do it, and you've already signed up for two. If you need to quit before she finds out, and then apologize and tell her, "Hey, I've already you know made amends for this." And uh, you know it. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's that's my thinking with it. Um, so th- this is like because, the saying uh, that. This kind of saying it's easier to ask forgiveness than to ask for forgive for permission. I, well, I mean, I guess, but it's, it's more so the fact that, like, I, I'll say the way that I would hear growing up. Uh, if if I ever got in trouble, I got in trouble way worse uh, if I didn't confess to it beforehand. But if it, uh, if it looked like I was trying to sneak, yeah, I, I would get it way way worse. So yeah, um, yeah, you know, if you want a chance of coming out of this, all right, then. Uh, you know you're you're gonna want to um you're gonna want to confess mm-hmm. now. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Confess now or pay later. Basically, pay a bigger bill later. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> are you ready to pay it forward right now with a round of insane games? You've had a week off now. See. I know. Yeah. What What am I gonna do? What What did we do for insane games last week? Even we did a best of Poncho insane game from uh, a couple years ago, and it was good. It was good. It shows that you've made progress. Oh, that's great. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast with a five-star rating because I pick five-star stupidity. If your review is stupid enough, I just may feature it on an upcoming episode. Rating and reviewing helps the podcast to show up prominently in searches uh, that you, you know folks are searching for stupidity anyway. And please, share the podcast on your social media so you're not stingy with your stupidity. And don't forget, click that subscribe button too so you don't miss any new stupid episodes. You can also avoid any annoying buffering whenever you're in crappy cell or Wi-Fi coverage by downloading each episode. And I recommend using the Podcast Addict app for optimum performance. It's free at your app store, but there are two types of paid versions as well. By the way, I myself have already made one of the paid versions and still love it. This is just one of the two feeds that you get every week, of course. The midweek bonus episode features the Insane Week in Review and the Genius Awards for the more stupendous stupidity is also included. The weekend episode always features Pancho Guero, my insane Florida nephew, where Pancho will also answer your questions with his sage wisdom. Ask Pancho about anything. Test your skills against Pancho with the Insane Game Show. And if you download the Telegram Messenger app, you can also join the Insane Eric Lane Stupid World channel. Read the articles from each of the episodes stupidity. Comment about what you've read share the articles with your friends. You can also post comments or suggestions about the podcast, too. So get a preview and a link to download Telegram Messenger at t.me slash insane Eric Lane. That's t.me slash insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. The app is available free in desktop or mobile versions for Windows, Linux, Android, or Apple. And don't forget, follow me using the handle at insane Eric Lane on Facebook or Twitter and visit my website, at insaneericlane.com.
So, well, uh, what what sort of uh, what do, what are you in the mood for since you've had a week off from insane games? I mean, what what do you what do you feel you are, are probably either need to work on and try practice up on, or you feel confident about, it and you want to take a good shot at? Man, I don't even know. I, you, you feed them to me however you see fit today. Well, all right. Why don't we just uh, start right off the bat with um, porn star or weatherman? We've got um, uh, some entertainers here. Um, I'm going to give you their name, and you just, based upon what their name is, you can make the guess on whether they are a porn star or a weatherman. So our first entertainer, and I picked this because I like the guy's name, is Woody Assoff. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, okay. I, I, um, as much as I would love this to be a porn star name, uh, I, I don't think it's going to be that. Uh, <laughs> You know, yeah. Um, I think it's going to be a weatherman. But, uh, well, I love Woody, it. Woody is spelled W O O D I E. And the okay, last that does make yeah, it better. The last name is A S S A F. So, yeah, Woody Assoff. Believe it or not, <laughs> believe it or not, Woody Assoff is a weatherman. Yeah. <laughs> in Jackson, Mississippi, of all places. My, oh, my. All right. Your next entertainer, Jack Wrangler. Jack Wrangler. I, I'm going to say this is a porn star for sure. <laughs> he it's it's, like, it's our... like too strong of a name. They're trying to elicit some kind of strong feeling. He's a wrangling man. He is a porn star. Very good. All right. I, I think this is a unique name, even though I may have heard it before. Harry S. Morgan. Harry S. Morgan. Um, yeah, I, I think Harry S. Morgan is going to be a, a weatherman. <laughs> Harry S. Morgan. I don't know. That seems, wasn't there an actor named Harry S. Morgan for the the TV show MASH? I don't know. Uh, but you, you know, well, I don't know why you're even asking me this. Yeah, I know, but but the, in this the case, the only guy I know from from Mash is Alan Alda. Well, that's true. A lot of other yeah. things. Yeah, yep, yep. Well, Harry S. Morgan <laughs> is a porn star. Believe it or not, is he really? Yes, that's an interesting combination of names there. I guess so. All right. Um, here's another entertainer. This entertainer's name is John Vanderford. John Vanderford. This sounds too sophisticated and rich to be a porn star. <laughs> too too sophisticated. Okay, so you think he's a weatherman then, huh? I think he's a weatherman. Yeah. Uh, well, John Vanderford, believe it or not, is indeed a weatherman at 1011 Pure, Alaska, Pure, Pure Nebraska. So that's a Vanderford. That's a very... It sounds like he's definitely from the upper upper class there. All right. Well, <laughs> yeah. here's a your last entertainer has an interesting name. It is Pierre Woodman. Pierre Woodman. Um, I'm gonna say Pierre Woodman is. Uh, I'm gonna say porn star. You know, against my better judgment. You don't think that Pierre is too upper class for a porn star? I I don't know why, but I've I've just got a feeling. Uh, yeah, I've you got, think it's a feeling about it. You think it's against your better judgment, huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, turns out Pierre Woodman is a porn star, so <laughs> you actually scored one on that one. So not bad, not bad. Ooh. All right, yeah. All right. Well, how about since we're in that particular vein, we'll uh, go into strip club or daycare. We've got some businesses here. You tell me if these are strip clubs or daycares, and. Uh, Here's one that, well, I guess it could go either way. It's in Levittown, Pennsylvania, called 
tattletales. Tattletales. Um, well, I in no no case do I think tattletale is good because like kids don't want to tattletale, but like you definitely don't go to a strip club and want to be tattletold on. So I'm gonna say it's got to be a, a daycare. Uh, Tattletales in Levittown, Pennsylvania, is a strip club. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's of, part of what makes it exciting and thrilling. Huh? I guess a lot of tongue wagging. I guess going on in there for different reasons. All right. Well, here's a what, pants I, on fire too. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the, 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 the pants that are still on, I should say. So, well, here's um, an interesting business name in Iowa City, Iowa, called Loving Arms. Loving Arms. Um, loving Arms. Well, okay, no one goes to a, a strip club for, you know, loving arms and, and kisses. Uh, I'm going to say that this is a daycare. Oh, well, in this case, Loving Arms in Iowa City is indeed a daycare. Yes, very good. I guess it kind of depends on the kind of strip club you'd go to if you did have Loving Arms there. I don't know. Yeah. So, I, mean, I feel like the kind of, if you go to a strip club named Loving Arms, it's the kind where you expect to cry yourself. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. And be all right. comforted by the strippers or something. Okay. All right. Here's one called Sandy's Sandbox in Macon, Georgia. Sandy's Sandbox. Um, hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, I think Sandy's Sandbox, we're going to say that this is a daycare. You don't want to get sand in your G-string, that's for sure. No, it is no. a daycare. That is correct. Very good. All right, here's one in Boston, Massachusetts called the Glass Slipper. The Glass Slipper. Um, glass Slipper is going to be a strip club. Oh, really? It's like Cinderella oh, yeah. would go to places like that, huh? Oh, well, turns out it is indeed a strip club. That's good. So far, you're on a roll. Your last one business in st louis missouri it's called ronda's ronda's um i'm gonna say ronda's is a strip club <laughs> not gonna take your your kids down to ronda's in um, st louis it's a strip club that's very good <laughs> so oh man that could also be a steakhouse you know you come to think of it you know what i mean come on ronda's so, steakhouse yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, well, you did pretty good on that. Let's see how you can continue the momentum as we head to the golf course or the rehab. We've got businesses here. You tell me whether you think it's a golf course or a rehab. Your first business is the Crystal Creek Lodge in Browning, Montana. Crystal Creek Lodge. I'm going to say that that is a, um, a, a rehab. A rehab. Nice and peaceful. Yes, yeah. it's a rehab. Yes, there. How about... Baker Crossing in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Baker Crossing, uh, we'll say that's a, a um, golf course. That's B-A-K-K-E-R, Baker Crossing. Yes, a very upscale golf course there in Sioux Falls. All right. Here's one in Florence, South Carolina called Owl's Nest. Owl's Nest. I don't, I don't know what's up with this, but um, we'll, we'll say golf course. I don't know. It, it's... I'm going on a limb here. I guess it's yeah, an owl's limb. Well, you know, owls are very wise, supposedly, you know? So, actually, a rehab. You go to the owl's nest for you, you get the wisdom to overcome your whatever, I guess. So, all right. How about this one called Spirit Hollow in Burlington, Iowa? Spirit Hollow. Um, I think that your spirit would be hollow in a rehab, probably. But, um, <laughs> 
you know, I don't know if anyone's going to name it that. They don't want to. I think that they're going to be probably a golf course. Yeah, it would become counterintuitive to have a rehab called Spirit Hollow. It is a right. golf course, exactly. All right, your last one is in Salem, Virginia, called Mount Regis. Mount Regis. Um, I'm going to say golf course. It does have kind of a golf course name kind of to it. It's actually a rehab, believe it or not. So, so they're going to attest the summit, I guess. So, But still, not too bad for golf course or rehab. We now have Steakhouse or Gay Bar, and I've got some businesses here. You figure out, based on the name, if it's a steakhouse or a gay bar. And we go to Honolulu, Hawaii, for this business called In Between. In Between. Um, <laughs> you know, in Between what is the main question? Um, we're going to go Gay Bar because you know, that's all. I can't get the image out of my head now. <laughs> it's a gay bar. That's oh right. Oh my gosh. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, that's great. Here's one in Phoenix, Arizona called the Stockyards. The Stockyards. Um, yeah, I'm going to say steakhouse for here. That does have a steakhouse, has a steakhouse vibe to it. Yeah. Yes, all right. I like this one. It's the Strip House in New York, New the York. Strip House. Um, uh, yeah, strip house. I'm gonna say uh, it's a steakhouse. If it was a gay bar, that would be the best name for a gay bar ever, right there. But it is a steakhouse, as in New York Strip. There you go. All right, all right. Your next business way up in we've gone, we've had one in Hawaii. Now we're gonna go to Alaska in Anchorage, Alaska, called the Raven. The Raven. Um, I think the Raven's gonna be a, a gay bar. Really? Well, yeah. turns out it is a gay bar. Very good. Yeah. I think your last one, Poe, just trying to get all like artsy or something. Oh, yeah, that's true. Well, this one is in Nashville, Tennessee, and this one by far is my favorite name for a business. It's simply called Peckers. <laughs> Peckers. Um, oh, gosh. I feel like this sounds like it'd be a place that would be like a chain. I don't know why. Um, but. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to gosh, why would you name a steakhouse Peckers, though? Um, I'm gonna, you know what? We're going to go to Gay Bar. Why not? I, it's, it's on the nose. Yeah. We're going to go Gay Bar. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's not really on the nose. It's more on the tip. It's a gay bar. So. <laughs> oh, yes. I love it. And I don't, I don't know if it is a chain, but certainly it could be. That's that's great. It's, is that like the opposite of Hooters? Yeah, I mean, you know, actually, when you put it that way, I think could it be both? Yeah, I, it, that's good. Very good. Well, you know, I mean, wow. All right, that leaves us with fake news from Florida. Something that you are the expert in determining whether these headlines are actually fake news or did it really happen in the state of Florida? We've got this headline where a Palm Beach man is suing the TSA after agents refuse to let his emotional support cow board an airplane. A cow? No, there's no <laughs> way for a cow. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it's fake news. <laughs> That's a little over the top. <laughs> it is, yeah. Yeah, but maybe it could have been like a, a, a little calf. I mean, I don't know, but still. But uh, all right, <clears throat> your next headline. A woman named... Crystal Methvin 
was arrested for possession of crystal meth. I think that we actually talked about her on one of our podcasts in a featured story. This is a Florida story. <laughs> oh, yes. That was definitely written for a podcast episode for sure. <laughs> All right. Your next headline. Police in Key West seized a cookie monster doll that contained 300 grams of cocaine. I think that this is, I think that's what makes the cookie so uh, addictive. Mm. I, I think this is Florida. Oh, definitely. It is Florida. Absolutely. What a great disguise, though. That is, that's very good. All right. Your next headline. A Pensacola man became an Internet celebrity after his giant neck made yeah, him the subject I mean, of a million I, jokes on social I, I media. I remember him. This is for sure Florida. <laughs> you, you remember was his neck that big i know i don't remember how big how big was it um <laughs> yeah I, I don't know i don't know if i ever saw his neck but i, I remember him uh popping up on one of our podcasts before he's oh a, yes yes our, um, yeah familiar one i guess oh yes all right your last headline a Hollywood sheriff was busted for selling guns to pay off a gambling debt um i'm gonna say this is fake news Whoa, really? Yes, yeah, it is fake news. We can actually fire our cops down here if they're bad, unlike other yeah, union yeah. places, it seems like. Yeah, that, so, yeah well, that's uh, once again, you, you, taking time off uh, for paternity leave did not affect your ability to uh, succeed in the fake news or Florida, that's for sure. So now, yeah, Surprisingly, I, I will say with the, the Cookie Monster one, I'll, I'll like, keep having it in my head is like, a is for amphetamines, B is for barbiturates, C is for cocaine. <laughs> That's right. Cocaine cookies. <laughs> yeah. So well, now it's back to the, the baby track again. How is the how is the, the older Pancho Panchito taking to the younger Panchito? Oh, you know, um, that's a good good question. But he uh it, it took a minute, I think, to kind of get because like he kind of was excited, and then he comes home and he's like, "Is he?" He kept asking, "Is he staying?" And we're like, well, of course, yeah, like, we wouldn't get rid of you or anything, and and like so he was excited that he was got to stay. Oh, um, that's good. But then also he started to get a little bit clingy with with my wife, um, yeah. which makes sense as well. You know, he's got to share a little bit uh, yeah. with her um, now. But uh, and, and so like within the first few days, uh, my, my wife's got a really good hand on her shoulders. Yeah. Um, she's she's like meek and gentle, uh, uh -huh. but like also like and graceful. Like she's like, but, but she's also really strong. Uh, yeah. Not physically, but just like she's got a really strong mind. Um, yeah. She's a feeler, but like she can think about things and know that her feelings may be incorrect in a moment as well, and and you know be able to um, reason with, with yeah. herself in that way. And, and so like, she comes home and she knows she's already expecting, like, I'm going to probably be getting the feels because yeah. it's the first days we've been away from like where we haven't seen our son in, in like a day or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I mean, really, we didn't have a full day where we didn't get to see him because we were home within two days after giving birth, basically. Yeah, um, yeah. It hadn't been 48 hours yet after our, our second son was born and we were home. Um, so we didn't have a full day, but, like, you know, we see how old he's gotten versus how small he used to be, like, like with the newborn that we've got. And then, you know, combined with that, like, and just, like, on the second night or something, my, my son, my oldest, he asks uh, my wife at bedtime, do you still love me? 
Oh um, my gosh. I don't know. I don't know about this. I just see my wife come out of his room, you know, at bedtime and uh, just like weeping. And I was like, you, <laughs> you good? And she's just like, oh my gosh. And like, so it was fine. He did this again the next night. She didn't cry that time, which is good. So she knows like it's probably some of the hormones too from just like, they're going all whack from giving birth. But, um, and then she's back now, I think, with all that. But, um, but like she, we did kind of realize we have to be more intentional with um, yeah. with how we spend our time. Almost exaggerate some of the time with him a little bit, and uh, it, it, just so he kind of sees and feels special because we're going to be constantly holding and checking on him being around the baby. So he he also needs time with each of us without the baby there. And yeah. so at night, I've been kind of watching the little one. Well, after I say good night and read stories all together. Um, I'll, I'll give my wife a chance to spend 10, 15 minutes or whatever in there with them. So they get for sure, at least time. Cause like, he's, she's the one who gets all the comfort, right? I'm the one that's yeah. fun to play with. She <laughs> provides comfort. That's right. That's, uh, like I, I, I can try to do the other and he's not going to take it. That's as he doesn't, yeah. he's going to yeah. kick and scream cause he wants his mama. Um, yep. Yep. And, and that's yep. helped uh, the way she's put it. Like she's having to be intentional, uh, with filling up his love cup and he's been uh, a lot better yes. since then, I think. Um, so it was just a little bit of adjustments, I think, to kind of uh, yeah. you know, get used to what that maybe looks like. Yeah, um, pretty soon they'll be fighting over the toys before you know it. <clears throat> oh, yeah, I'm sure, yeah. I, I would hope that they're like a, just a big enough age gap where they're not going to be fighting over toys like that. Well, um, think about know, it. The, I mean, the age gap is probably close to the age gap between me and your mom. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. And, and you know what? This is something I keep thinking about, too. You were obsessed with toilets as a kid, I remember you saying. And oh, yeah. I've oh, yeah. reached the stage with our oldest where anytime we go into a restaurant or <laughs> a store, anything, whether you've seen the toilet or not, but especially yep. if he hasn't seen it before, yeah, yeah. Um, then he's basically like, hey, I want to go to the bathroom. And so now I started making him go to the bathroom before we leave. So that when the moment we walk into a store, he says, I need to go pee. I'm like, no, yeah. you don't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then I hope I, that people in the store don't look at me like an awful dad or something. Yeah, you know? right. Right. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. I don't know what it was. It just had me enamored by this. Speaking of toilets, okay. Uh, great lead in for this, but you, I don't know if you're a big fan of, you know, the, the WWF or WWE wrestling. Okay. I never got into wrestling, but yeah. No, well, well you, you've heard of Andre the Giant, haven't you? Oh, of, of course. Yeah. Yeah. This guy was, was like huge, huge. Well, one of the stories coming next week was something we're finding out about the late Andre the Giant. Turns out this guy was so enormous. He actually took dumps in the bathtub because toilets were too small. Oh my gosh. That, you know, that's something you don't think about. Um, yes. Yes. But that would be awful. Like, imagine, yes. oh my goodness. <laughs> so, so you, when you said that, I'm thinking, oh, you're going to love a story next week. Absolutely. I would, I would hate to see what an Andre sized, uh, you know, <laughs> evacuation looks like. Yes, yes, that uh, th that's an Andre-sized uh, turd that, that that we have here. Yes, so that that's what is uh, going to be uh, coming next week. So you you and and we have an update on the human collie. Oh my gosh, an update already? Yes, the human collie is speaking. He wants to meet other dogs and be in movies. Oh my gosh, like Airbud, like yeah, uh, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So we've got I, the guy plenty. sounds like a narcissist to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, yeah, and and then what? One more. You're going to have fun with this one. Uh, okay. Well, we have an act. 
We have an actual doctor's explanation why we fart so much and why some of the farts stink worse than others. I mean, I would assume it's like your diet or something, right? <laughs> well, yeah, well, this is true. But uh, that's something you can look forward to for, for next week. It's just some of the uh, stupidity that <laughs> so, we're working on right now. findings that science is coming out with, I guess. That's, that's right. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, enjoy uh, your, your two... Uh, Panchitos, and I'm looking forward to more updates on the progress next week. Oh, absolutely. You can really get up close and personal by interacting with the podcast and get the real-time updates and a little of the uh, articles from the stupid stories that you hear. When you join Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World Telegram channel, I'll be posting links to the stories that I read here on the episodes. You are able to read the actual articles, see the pictures, look at the videos, make comments about what you have actually seen or read or even heard about, and even share some of your own stupid stories with uh, everybody in the community. Visit t.me slash insane Eric Lane. That's t.me slash insane E R I K L A N E. You get a preview of the channel, and there's also an opportunity to just download the, the Telegram Messenger right there from the preview channel right to your device, desktop, or mobile for Windows, Linux, Android, or Apple. And also, you can interact with me as well on social media. Follow me at insane E R I K L A N E on Facebook or Twitter. Or visit the website at insaneericlane.com. Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World is produced with support from Mr. Laughs Comedy, Ad Large Media, Wise Brother Media, Universal Comedy Network, and the Pulse of Radio United Stations Radio Network. Theme music, It's a Great Big Stupid World, is written and performed by Randy Stonehill. Copyright 1992, Stonehillian Music, Word Music, Twitch and Vibes Music, and is available wherever you download music. Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World is distributed by Spotify for podcasters. Record your podcast as easy as talking on your phone and have it distributed to all major podcast platforms. The editing and music library are all at your fingertips with Spotify for Podcasters. Download the app from your favorite app store. <laughs>